slap. Slap, slap, chop, chop. Slap, slap, chop, chop, screw. That's it that we do. Rest in peace, DJ Screw. Rest in peace, DJ Screw. Yeah. DJ what? DJ who? DJ Screw. We're going to be at the Dirty Stinky next August if you're down. Yo, who'll be coming to the Dirty Stinky Stank Stank in Houston? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jeremiah. Yeah, man. Gonna be there with my boy Mike Watts. Yo, oh, Mike oh. Watts, pow wow. It's an Iceman pow wow, baby. It's like a blizzard out there. It's like a blizzard want. out there in my mouth hole. It's cold, Todd. It's cold. Cold. I could cut comedy <laughs> date <laughs> promos, fake, <laughs> fake comedy date promos, like all day with these two voices. Yo, we're gonna be at the Looney Bin. <laughs> we Looney Tunes, man. Looney Tunes, straight Looney tuning on that ass. Get the funny bone. At a funny bone. That's a really good, actually, for just promos. We were Eric Griffin at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Come Yo, say what's up. What's up, rich white people? That's where we be at. I'll be at Cobb's. End of the month with Josh Wolf. Corn on the common pig in the blanket. Come on, see Stephen Randolph. And Kyle Anderson's gonna be there chopping his chop chop. Kyle Anderson's gonna be there on the track. Chopping his chop chop. Chopping that chop chop, screwing that screw screw, chopping that ass to the flow. Oh. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a good year. Yeah, good year tires. Got the, yeah, Goodyear tires. One shout out to Michelin. I want to shout out to uh, Jiffy Lube. Nothing's wrong with your car, but they're going to tell you 500 bucks in the oil's bad. Jiffy Lube, come to us for the peace of mind that your car is still working, but we're going to charge you a lot of money. Do they have Jiffy Lube in Kansas City? Is that like a national chain? Oh, yeah. My dad would be like, Never go there. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. Never go there. They would have ex-cholos. They would have ex-cholos. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, are we recording or not? Yeah, yeah. We are? Oh, God. Yeah, we're in it. <laughs> really? Yeah, all that stuff is going in. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're in it. But I would go to Jiffy Lube as a kid and, you know, big stoner. I didn't know what was going on with, I still don't know what was going on with the cars, but they would have these like ex-cholos who now are salesmen for Jiffy Lube. And me and my parents were like, dude, you got to go, you know, maintain your car. So I'd try to just do the right thing and I'd go in. They always had the same scam, but I didn't see it for years until I'm like, I think this is wrong. Like they would come in and be like, dog, can you sit down for a second? Like after like 45 minutes of your car being there, like, this is what normal oil is supposed to look like. And they would just have like some like tube with no, yeah. like, and they'd have some fucked up tube. Like, this is what's in your car, dog. Like I care about you. Like you look like a young player. Like I don't want you riding around. There's popcorn and checks mix <laughs> yeah. like, on the oil stick. Little Snoopy things going up yeah, and down. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I, I definitely don't want that yeah. in my car. And they'd be like, well, it's going to be 400, but like, 
dude, I'll give you the player discount. It's going to be 300. I'd like just pay. And I, I, I never knew like that. That oh, was a yeah. scam. <laughs> yeah. They're just upcharging at the yeah. wazoo, dude. <laughs> and the performances where they, they're like shocked for you that you've been driving around with this dirty stain. I know so they're like, you like, honestly, bro, I feel bad for you <laughs> yeah. because like, you seem like a good person on the inside. So I want to reflect that with you right now on this pricing that I'm giving you for only two ninety nine right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd always sit you down like, Hey, come here. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like you have car cancer or yeah. something dude that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah, was yeah, it was yeah. like sit down like they get you a little water out of the yeah, cone yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like you're gonna want to sip on this cone water real well, quick i tell you what's up well, i'll tell Honda. you what's up man yeah that's car cancer that's I, exactly i literally what it called is. my dad from one of those it was like a it was like one of it was a jiffy lube or one of those knockoffs out here in california yeah. and uh, i was like dad is this normal like <laughs> yeah. and my dad's like get out of there get out of there right now got a some trustworthy mechanic start calling your friends like he got so mad because he's a car guy oh your dad yeah my dad yeah too. he was furious and you didn't get that skill from your dad no dude <laughs> i what well, i'm so mad at myself i held the light for my dad mm. for so many hours like as a kid but instead of paying attention to him i was like la, 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 <laughs> la, la, just like in imagination land you, just not not soaking in the knowledge that he none. was telling me about my dad's a master plumber master electrician master car um and i learned nothing about it yeah well because i think what happened he would be like hey do you want to fix something with me i'm like okay and then like he was like really strong and just good at it. he go all right just take the goddamn wrench and you just and then he would go you try he's it. Like, like, Man, ah. it and he's like here just and i'd be like okay yeah, like, just let me do it yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay right. and now i don't know how to fix anything dude uh i thought i had super strength once as a kid why? Because my dad was working uh, on a car in the driveway and I had just seen Superman <laughs> and he had it in neutral. Yeah. And I, I go like this as a kid and I, and I started pushing the car and it's in neutral yeah. and I was like a beefy kid. So like, I just put my weight into it yeah. and it started rolling into oncoming traffic <laughs> and my dad had to run into traffic oh. and stop it. And cars are like honking and stuff. And I was like, I had a superpower. My dad's like, why would you do that? The car was in neutral. I was like, what's neutral? I was like, he's like, it rolls around. It's yeah. a, it can go any direction when it's in neutral. I was like, oh. Use your powers for good, yeah, Jeremiah. Yeah. What you are you doing? To learn this now. Come on. The Lord has put something in you and yeah. it's not to be used like that. Yeah. You're using it for evil right yeah. now. Yeah, dude. Were you a big prank caller as a kid? Um, Actually, yes. Uh, But sometimes I wouldn't be able to... Uh pull the trigger on some of it. Like I'd be the kid who would be like calling pizza hut. And I'd keep a straight face and, uh, or I'd be like, Hey, um, could I order 20 pizzas, uh, to, to Katie so-and-so's house? Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah. Okay. That's a lot of pizza. <laughs> sure. Like they don't care. Like, yeah. And then like, I get all the way through the address. I had her address, the phone number, everything. I'm like, yeah, uh, call this number when you get there. Uh, if they don't pick up, if I don't pick up and, <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, okay, how'd you like to pay for this? And I, and I, I would panic there. Be, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I don't have there. money. I don't have money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like they would, like they would know like how I was going to pay for it. Yeah. I didn't put it together. Like duh, they're going to go to the door with the pizzas. Would you be pissed afterwards? I was mad at myself. I'd be like, Oh, why didn't I see it through? I was so close. We used to, we used to do this thing where like I went to a, a Catholic high school and we had, um, uh, the directory of like everybody's phone number. This was the days of landlines, right? So yeah. just had all the freshmen, all the seniors, all the whatever. So like sophomore year, we all knew each other, but like we just knew the incoming freshmen wouldn't really know each other. Yeah. So we would just pick a name 
call and be like, hey, what's up? It's so-and-so, another list on the name. And be like, hold on one second, dude. I have to discuss something with you. I'm going to kick your effing ass, you know? And, and and they'd be like, what? I'm like, dude, you know what you did? Hold on, dude. We're going to settle this in a second. Hold on. And then we would call that guy and then put them together and be like, yeah, I'm back. And then they would just they would just manufacture a fight between two oh, people. Oh, really? Isn't that horrible? That's pretty funny. And they're like, so why you call? So what did you, you said it. You started it. <laughs> There'd be a fight the next day at school. It's like, it's horrible. That's so awesome. It's like putting two goldfish or like fighting fish together. Yeah. You know? It's like, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's like, oh. Just for our enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Uh, we had this idea before the podcast started that I think that we should do on the podcast. Uh, your brother opens for Steve-O, or, yeah. uh, both our buddies, uh, on the road. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're very close. They yeah, work together a lot. They're very close. They tour together. Uh, his... his brother Scott uh, opens for Steve on the road and does like all his merch and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of his filming for the videos that you see. Yeah. A lot of social media posts and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, we had this idea that um, we're going to test out how good my Steve-O impression is. And (laughs) I think it's great. And we're going to, and we're going to call his brother Scott and, uh, and see if we can convince him that it's actually Steve-O and Steve was going to be mad about a, uh, a complaint that he got from the comedy club uh, that they <laughs> recently performed at. Yeah. Cause my brother does not do stand up. Steve-O's hooking him up and being like, Hey man, just, you could, you're already selling my merch and you're already doing like road stuff. Why don't you just open up, just put together five minutes and we could pay you extra. It was like, it's out of love. You know, my brother's like, my brother's very funny, but he's like, I don't even want this. And now he's doing like 1200 uh, person like theaters and stuff. And so my brother's already like, he's already sensitive about his like, dude, am I doing well? Yeah, so is, like, is this going okay? Like yeah. this is terrifying. No, for it's me. not. You offended a woman and the club's getting sued. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's the premise that we're working with. So his, his, uh, impersonation is top notch. My brother also is, is a prankster. So my brother's spidey senses are very heightened. So we're going to have to, Hey dude. Um, <laughs> perfect. All right, cool. I'm, di- <laughs> I'm dialed in. Okay. Do you remember what club it was? Yeah. The comedy's on dude. Ready? All right, let's do this. Let's oh, see. Shit. I just called my brother with my phone. Wait, wh- what phone are we going to call him? I mean, I can call him if from your phone. A block number. He's going to see Kansas city. Why would <laughs> you have a, a what? A what phone number? In Illinois. Oh, okay. Um, um, okay. No, no, no. I Let me think it. about I this. Let me think about it, this. It's, it's the club patching Steve through on a three-way call. Hey, what's up? This is Josh from, from comedy works, man. I, I got Steve parked on the line and we want to talk to you about something. You think that's a good way to like, it could, is that ambitious? I don't know. It might, you have to do both voices though. You have to be the, the manager at the, at the, at comedy works. Okay. And then like, Hey, Hey, I got, uh, I got uh, Steve-O here on the line and then you do both. Cause he's going to know it's me. He knows my voice. So right, right, right. This is ambitious. Okay. This is, there's a lot riding on this. <laughs> okay. I'm nervous for you. I'm not going to lie for the, from comedy work. Josh from the comedy zone. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> then hit it. Yeah, I, I have to it. because he knows Randolph's voice too well. Where? Hey, this is uh, hi, this is Josh from uh, County Zone. Okay, here we are. Here we are. You getting good, good, clean here? Hey, this is uh, Josh from Comedy Zone. Is this Scott? Yes, yeah, Scott. What's going on? Hey, uh, I've got Steve on the line uh, with you right now. I'm gonna patch him through. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey. Hello? Hey. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Hey, dude. Uh, Comedy Zone just called me, dude. Uh, I got some unfortunate news. This isn't Steve. Yeah, dude. Steve who? Dude. Oh, okay. Okay, so... You from what? I'm... They, Comedy Zone just called me, bro. They're still on the line. They called me with a complaint from the club from last month that we performed at. Uh, yeah, that's, that's weird because I'm standing right next to Steve. No, you're not. What? It's your brother. Oh, dude, I was going to say I'm at Steve's house. <laughs> Okay, dude, dude, we just totally fucked everything up, dude. Yeah, you guys blew it, dude. Dude, 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 Steve, like, your brother said that you were not with Steve right now. I didn't know if you were. So we're going to prank call you, dude. I'm right out in front of his house. Hey, who is this? It's Jeremiah Watkins and Steve Randolph. Yeah, dude, I, I recognize uh, Jer- Jeremiah's impression of Steve from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Scott has been on this like, podcast. I, sure, I was like, dude, this is it. Okay, and I was like, oh, dude, this is, I know who this is. Because I'm at Steve's house. I'm like, dude, this sounds exactly. And I was like, I saw the video of what you guys did you know, yesterday on, on Steve's podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, totally Jeremiah. And I'm like, Illinois, area code. Like, uh... Dude, we were gonna say busted. we were gonna say someone has PTSD from your first performance and they're suing the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, okay, Google, cool, this guy's pretty good. Then I like, I stopped my tracks. I was like, why don't you call the phone? And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, because I'm loading up books right now. So. <laughs> well, uh, well, whatever, Scott. Thanks for ruining our day. Yeah, nice try, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll get you another time, yeah, dude. Yeah, stay, put your guard up. <laughs> yeah, good, good, nice try. Later, dude. Later. Later. Love you. See you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried. Yeah, we that was like, I mean, too bad that your brother already watched our episode of your podcast together. Talking about that. Talking about, about Steve. And you did a, and you had him and my brother on this podcast and you did the impression. Yeah, which I forgot about that. <laughs> but he, oh man. Well, we tried guys. Yeah, that was fun. It was so, fun. That was a rush. I, I dude, I'm like sweating right I know, now. I know, Dude. When you do stuff like that, like that, that makes you, for me, like as a performer, like makes me nervous, whether it goes well or not. Like that was like, I was just like, Oh, that's a high for me. Me too. That's such like a, Oh, I got to chase that dragon again. We had him for a second because he didn't want to misspeak and be like, go fuck off. Cause oh, I know. Like, Cause he's like, wait, Steve who? And I'm like, dude, duh. Glover. And he was like, okay. Which we'll, 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 we'll bleep that out later. Yeah. We'll bleep that out in post cage. <laughs> <laughs> I that, I didn't know what to say because I was like, do I say his last name right now? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can sure. say it. He, he, I think it's like public. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's public. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude I'm so wild. glad. I'm so glad we did that. That makes me feel so good. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't done it, uh, a prank call in a long time. It makes me want to like get a a better prank call off. Dude, well, so w- this is kind of like. This is kind of gnarly, but what we we've done on podcasts before, and it's very fun. You know, when you call in your avails at the comedy store, yeah, there's 99 celebrities calling in, and everybody in between on on certain days. And so when you call in, 
we call in fake avails sometimes. And the guy, oh my god, because if you're a phone guy, you don't want to like this, you know, you yeah. can't be a dick. Yeah. So it's, hey, it's Jeff Foxworthy. I want to call my veils in. Come back. Want to come back? Yeah. And they're like, uh, I'm uh, about uh, to go on tour, so I need to work out some time. That's a hundred percent. You got any uh, spots in the belly room, or what do you got? Yeah. yeah. What's going on there now? I see, it's busy. I just need a six minute please allow. Yeah. <laughs> asking for a please allow. Yeah, yeah, ask for, That's the, asking specifically for a please allow. That's the, hey, could I be your secret guest? That's amazing, yeah. man. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. My brother's spidey senses are good, though. They're he's, pretty good. Yeah, he sniffed like, it out pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Because the, the everything checked out for for the first little bit. He's like, "Yeah, okay, Comedy Zone. Yeah, I was there last month. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but he he snuffed it out pretty quick. But also, he's in front of his house. I know <laughs> that's his unfortunate timing. I know. <laughs> I know. Damn. Anyway, we tried. Anyways, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, Love you, Scott. Scott Randolph. Yes. Shout out to Scott Randolph. <laughs> Um, let's do this next segment. It's called wig during this segment. Uh, I'm going to pick a wig for you. You're going to pick a wig for me. Okay. And then we're going to figure out who these characters are with each other. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So this one for sure. That one for sure. Oh, wow. For sure. Okay. They just jump out. You know, they just jump out. Yeah. Sometimes they just jump out at you. Things jump out. Do you ever go to like a, a breakaway, like movie glass, like prop house? Have you ever been? Yeah. I, I went the other day and it's just things just jump off the wall and they're like, please buy me and use oh, me. Oh, for sure. I, I love that. That's like pretty much how we did all the shopping for uh, the wave stuff is like stuff just jumps out. It does, right? It like calls and asks to play mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds. That was the right choice. Okay. I think this is the right choice for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually wish I was this guy. Right? Look at this. Oh, dude. Oh, I, what's up, man? Dude, I'm a freaking. All right. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're like, uh, you're, you're a mess, but a successful mess. A like successful. Phil Henry or like, not Phil Henry, what's his name? Uh, the, the Beatles producer, the guy who, oh yeah, what's his name? Phil, Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Yeah, you're a genius. Okay, you I'm a genius. Okay, so hair. I'm, I'm a genius. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> you, you don't look very smart. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just, I'm just stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, I think you're like kind of like bobbing around, just like, like you're, maybe you're my assistant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. You're my assistant. Okay. And you can't get anything right. <laughs> oh, but I just love being here. But you're just so stoked to be here. Yeah. Our intern assistant, like, no, no, for, uh, there is some weird family connection that like, you you're my, fire me. you're my wife's, uh, uh, brother. Yeah. Okay. So I can't fire you. You're like in the family. <laughs> yeah. So like, I can't avoid firing you, but I want to. And you take, even though your hair is crazy, you take what you do very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah. And you're a genius. You're like, you understand what I'm doing here. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Making music, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Headphones on or no? Uh, whatever, whatever you think. It's fine either way. Yeah, you look yeah, like yeah. Howard Stern, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's been so many people on Kill Tony that are like, please do Howard Stern. Please, please do Howard Stern. Maybe do you have sunglasses. One of those has sunglasses on. Oh my goodness, what is he? I it's just don't have. I just don't have his voice. So I guess I could be Howard Stern. <laughs> like, what is he? Oh my goodness, I I really feel that jumping out. Yeah. Okay. Rather than the, uh, but maybe even if it's not Howard Stern, maybe, maybe this is a, a hybrid, which will get you to Howard Stern. 
You know, like somehow, like when I did um, to, to Martin Martins, like it started out with a different character that led to. Okay, so here we are. Um, hmm. <sighs> Daryl. <laughs> yeah? Did you get my coffee, Daryl? Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot, Howard. I'm sorry. Daryl. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll do get I, it right now. Do I need to I, get out the hitting stick once again? No, no, dude. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. I'm just like, I just have a lot on my mind. Where dude. is my splash of almond milk, Daryl? <sighs> I forgot to get it. So you forgot the almond milk, not only, but as well the coffee. Yeah, but I got mm. a bagel. And how does that make you feel when you forget things, Daryl? Does it make you feel anything at all? Or are you just void of feeling? And you just go around bouncing around the world like a proton, trying to find the nucleus. I, I don't know what a pro proton or nucleus is, but I know that I'm sorry and Howard, I would never, you know, like you take care of my sister so well. And I'm so grateful to have this job. And I just, I, I love music and I, and I just, I'm so happy to be here. I, there's not going to be another mistake. You know how I support your sister financially, right? Uh, yeah. She lives like a rock star. Se sexually, <laughs> you have no idea how much I pleasure her. Oh. I want that to seep in right now. I want you to think of that because of all the mistakes that you've been making lately. How gratuitous and how pleasure-filled I make your sister whenever we have sexual intercourse. Dude, that's my sister. I, I, that feels so gross. And you are my employee. <sighs> so get your crap together. Okay. And make sure my coffee's right next time. Uh, now, my meeting. It's in 15 minutes from now. Okay. Who am I meeting with? You are meeting Howard... Meeting with Tommy Seisman. Tommy Seisman. Uh, can you tell me what company he's from? He's with Quasar Arts. And um, they have a new synthesizer. I can't read my writing. They have a new... They have an... Uh, why would you handwrite a note on your cell phone rather than type it in, Daryl. Because my fingers are too fat for the phone and they were greasy because I was eating 7-Eleven pizza. Because you're stupid. <laughs> you're, you're stupid. You're eating 7-Eleven pizza. <sighs> you're getting grease everywhere. You're stupid, fat, chubby fingers. I bought you that phone and you can't even type in properly into that. <sighs> I, I need one of those like little pencil things like that 10 years ago they had. Those, I, I could use those phones. Do you want I, a Galaxy? Is that what you want? Yeah, I can't find them anywhere. I would love to have a Galaxy. It has that little stick thing and you can pick your teeth with it. Oh, get if your the chicken sister out. wasn't so beautiful, I would fire you right now. <sighs> but I love her. There, in facto, means I love you, Daryl. I love you too, Howard. You're like, tell my me idol. you love me. I tell me what you love about me, Daryl. I love the fact that you discovered my favorite band, Kinko. 
I love the fact that you make my sister so happy. I love your hair that says it's I'm carefree yet I'm all business. What does that mean? I'm carefree yet I'm all business. Do you not like my hairstyle? I've been growing it this way for the last 30 years and I've been on top for the last 30 years. There's a reason that this hair goes with this man, goes with this fortune. Uh, well, it just looks like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you make winning so easy, Howard, brother. <laughs> We're brothers. I'm not going to fist you right now. Is some? Do you find something funny by me saying I'm not going to fist you? Well, because I was thinking about I can't get you fucking my sister, like hooking up with my sister out of my head, and then you're like, I'm not going to fist you right now. And I'm like, if I was him, I would say because I'm fisting your sister later that night, and then I felt guilty for having that thought because who thinks about their sister getting fisted by their husband except for fucking a total punk rocker? <laughs> That's who. But then I thought that, and then I thought I really need this job. I've already messed up twice with the coffee. Daryl, I swear to God, if you drop your band's mixtape one more time in my scones I will murder you in my office we're not signing you okay but we're good dude okay you know what if you're so good give me one of your songs right now a live performance and maybe I'll decide to sign you to my label okay cool so as you know I'm lead singer um, and yes I know you're lead singer you've made me and your sister come to your shows I refuse to go now because it is such Horse garbage. Oh, you're not, you don't mean that, Howard. Let's just hear your demo, your live performance, and I will decide your fate here at this company. Okay, this song is uh, probably my favorite song because it, it reminded me of a fun thing from childhood. It's called Raging Waters. Okay? Okay, I'm ready. It has a good name. We'll see. Raging Waters with the 10, the 210, and the 57 mate. Meet your friends, get a churro, go on drop out, it won't be scary because there's a lifeguard there. Raging Waters, Raging Waters, Raging Waters, Raging Waters, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted Ultimate. There's a wave pool, there's cholos that are scary, but they're having a good time, so you need not fear. Raging Waters, Raging fucking Waters, Raging Waters. Waters, raging waters, raging waters, raging waters. Then that, then that's when the baseline drops, and we just all just, you know what I mean? It's called raging waters. I could guess it's called raging waters. Yes, um, it's about it's about the water. Part. You can't say the word cholo nowadays in a song. First of all, that's one of my first of many problems with it. Second uh, of all, what do you call them? You, you can't even phrase it like that. You can't say, what do you call them? People will get offended. Oh. Daryl. Okay. And also, uh, if I'm correct, you just kind of described what you see at Raging Waters. There was no melody. There was no rhyme scheme or pattern. It was quite alarming, and I'm starting to think that you may be undiagnosed with something. So if you'll get my coffee and we never speak of this again, then that would be fine by uh, okay. me. Okay, you want me to get your coffee? Yes, please. Okay, uh, okay. okay. I got to take these off, though. Yeah, all right. I'll, 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 I'll. Okay. I think he's really going to get coffee. He left the studio. 
this is awkward. I was going to close this segment, but, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I was, do what you love is what the fuck says. That's what the, I had him pick that one because it's like, it's like, do what you love to me means do music, do art. Okay. First of all, somebody else's coffee is inside of this mug. Oh, okay. Um, can I have a second? Yes. Dude, I love you. Oh, okay. Really should fire my brother. Maybe I should kill him. Hmm. If I killed him, I'm successful enough where I could hire somebody to get away with it. I do love my sister, though. That is the problem. She would mourn for so long. I don't like to see her sad. What if he went on a missing persons list? What if I kidnapped him? and sent him to Mexico instead. That could possibly be a good thing for everybody, saying that there's a chance that he's still alive, but we don't. So this, this one is new coffee, and this one was some somebody else's coffee, but it said my bookie on it. All right, well, now you just gave them a free plug on my company. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know what their deal is, but it was a cool... This is my favorite cup, but it had someone else's coffee in it. But this is your coffee. All right. And this is if you wanted to take it home, brother. If you wanted to take okay. it home after right. a hard day oh, of work. Okay, you've done well. You've done well. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just going to sit back here. Okay. Just hang out. Right. Hang out at work. You, 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 I'll let you stay with the company, okay? Thank you so much. You did? You're a good boy, okay? Oh, thank you. <sighs> I don't know what to do with all this coffee. All right, we're going. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna send you home for the day. Okay. Oh, we're gonna. Cool. I'm, cool. I'm going to. I'm going to leave now. All right. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was one of our longer uh, wig segments, but it, I think it. I think it played out pretty well. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I could. I, we could have. Oh, we could have those guys. Oh yeah, we could have gone like that. Could have been. I could have seen a movie around those two. I. I would have liked. I would have liked to go into like real life, like to go into like a Starbucks and like put those two characters in at where you're yelling at me and I'm just messing up continually. Yeah. You know, and cut people are just like, what's going on? Wow, this, this guy's a dick. Why is he talking to that yeah, guy like yeah. that? He's my brother-in-law. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's none of your business. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember cause I've, I've worked at so many food service jobs, like Trader Joe's and, and so many restaurants that you just see people, you just see these weird relationships. I remember, I don't know if the, it was like some kind of sexual thing, but there's this really buff guy with a, a flat top and this little small guy. And then he was like, I'll order for him. And so oh my I, I had to go through him, but like, as, a, I, as like a conduit a hundred, I'll never, it was 10 years ago. I'll never forget. It was just like, I was now in their system, dude. It's so funny. Uh, that exact same thing happened with me. And this is going to sound so ridiculous, but it happened when I worked at Starbucks and Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie came in together. I need to hear this. It was so ridiculous. Angelina Jolie would not make eye contact with me. Really? She would not. She was very like, like, like she would whisper what she wanted 
to Brad. That's the relationship. Wow. And then Brad would be, he's like super personable and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? Like, I, I don't know what time it he's is. He's like, yeah. he's like a Midwest guy. I think he's from Missouri or somewhere. He's like a Midwestern guy. He's very like, yeah. And then like they had, uh, they're like white kids with them mm-hmm. and, uh, and they'd be like, Oh, what do you want? And then like, she would, she would, it was literally like a game of telephone. She'd listen to what the kid want. And then Angelina Jolie would like whisper in Brad Pitt's ear and he's like, yeah, we'll take one of these. And, uh, that's strange. Yeah. It was, it was very weird. I remember they, I was working at home restaurant in, Lu, in Los Feliz and it was a day, a day that I wasn't there, but the day that I was off, I guess they weren't happy with their order and they came into the kitchen mm-hmm. and started shot calling. I was like, Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Like what with all, with all of their kids. Wow. I had this, this just reminded me of uh, Chelsea always thinks this is funny. And so does my buddy Bill, like, but it, it, so these, I don't know if they were hippies or what you would call them. They, this two, this couple would come in and eat when I worked at a restaurant in Pasadena five years ago. And they, I believe some of it, I believe in crystals and just some different stuff, but they would, they would wave a crystal, a, a necklace with a crystal over, over every, uh, they would circle it, right? Every over, dish? Over over every dish and it would tell them to eat it or not. Every single bite, the husband would do some hand grabbing thing and he'd say, my, my hand knows when it wants to eat. It was almost very Martin Martins. They had turtlenecks on. There was, there was a power. I don't know if it was good or bad. There was a power at this table. So they would come in, they were regular customers. They're very nice. And I forgot his Diet Coke, right? I just was slammed with tables. He goes, hit my, my Diet Coke. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll Any, get it by right the way, now. anytime somebody does like yeah. this, you're like, that's a red flag. Just, red like on, flag. just like on a mental stability level. Anybody's it's like, hi, we need to talk. When <laughs> when you touch the, the, the tips of your fingers to the other tips of the fingers, it's like, oh, this person has some deep stuff going on. I felt the character and I could feel you from the side. Can I get what that looks like? Like you just channel, hi, I'd like to talk to you. Hi, I'd like to talk to you. I don't like that. That's no, scary. it's very. I don't like, like that. Hello, hi, <laughs> hi. Real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Those eyes. You know, those eyes. And eyes. It's, a, it's a sword without a sword. It's almost like we're we're cutting into the what? Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. It's it's definitely a hello. Hello. <laughs> it's powerful. Dude. It is. I mean, it's it's like it brings up some kind of energy. You're right. But the. So, I forgot it. So he forgot Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah, forgot it again. So now I come back. Hey, it was just a mistake. I just I you know I don't know what happened. The third time I said, uh, he goes my Diet Coke, and I said I said I'll, I'll be right back. He dude added this bolt, grabs my hand, and does this thing. I don't know what he did. He went like this. Imagine I'm I'm in my 30s. You don't do that to somebody. In no. And he goes, grab my Diet Coke. Gentle correction, Jeremiah. I ran, and I'm a feisty guy. I ran like a little subservient sex slave. I ran to the thing, <laughs> got his Diet Coke and ran back. And then he goes, thank you. Oh, I just got the chills. Oh. And, he, and he goes, thank you. And I go, I don't, he did something and it worked. And I felt embarrassed in awe. And it like ashamed, ashamed. That, that, that like you as a grown man followed like cult yes. orders immediately yes. just through like the pumps of a few. Gentle correction. Gentle correction. That's so creepy. Get my Diet Coke gentle. 
Jeremiah, get my Diet Coke. Gentle correction. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting up immediately. Like, I literally went yeah. to the fountain and got master. Have you drink. have you uh, have you tried that with your wife or anybody else since then? <laughs> <laughs> Just like like somebody's arguing with you and like mm-hmm. gentle correction. Just Ch- like Chelsea does it as a joke, but oh, I know it's coming. So she funny. goes gentle correction, and it's still it's like when I do like, yeah yeah yeah. Gentle correction. <laughs> you just get the shivers. You're like, oh, God, I need to take a cold shower right now. This is whatever whatever the guy wants or the gal wants. Dude. Gentle correction. Gentle correction. Isn't that strange? It's very strange. And then I had to be at that table knowing that I was just uh, marionetted and he would come in and I I gave him great service because I didn't want I didn't want to go through Does that. Does he come back in ever? Yeah, he came back in. Oh. He would tip. He was like a nice guy. It was my mistake, but that was just a bold. Did he ever do that to you again? He didn't need to. What? <laughs> Yeah, I served him, dude, and I'm embarrassed. I'm not proud of this, but yeah, I, I didn't make any more mistakes. That could be a comedy album name, Gentle Correction. Gentle Correction. I like that. Yeah. Gentle Correction. Or an 80s synth band, you know? Yeah. Like Gentle <laughs> Do we have any sin? Like <laughs> he got up the art of gentle corrections. Is that a real band? No, he had the art form of gentle corrections up on the dude. Lesson: the art of gentle cor- Timothy two. It's a Bible verse. What? Dude. Applebee's. Applebee's. Oh, that's tr- the guy's name is Stephen. I don't like it. And these and those internet ads when you look to see if you have symptoms. <laughs> Of like, if you have symptoms of like a disease or like a cold or something, and then it makes you click through ads to get to the answer. I'm like, what the frick? I need to find out whether I have strep throat or not. What do you? It's like, is Brad Pitt really that sad? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And you're clicking through and like, do I need to go to the doctor? Another ad pops up like... So was 9-11 real? No, I just I need to get to whether or not I'm disease ridden or not. Do you do you have um uh what do you call that when you're scared of diseases? Uh something phobia. What is that thing called? Um is it that's not agoraphobia, is it? No, that's afraid of open spaces. That's agoraphobia? Yeah. Oh, interesting. No, what is that? Oh uh, yeah, that's a fear of going outside, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot the fear, the fear of the diseases. Do you have that? The fear of disease. We could probably look that up. Um, no, but I do. I mean, I will go online if I'm feeling certain symptoms and then get freaked out. Like if, uh, if I have even one, mm-hmm. like it's like, even though like whenever you're sick, you always have one. Yeah. Like a general uneasy, like hot clammy. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. You're like, like Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to die. You yeah. Know? I feel that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, what's this called? A fear of illness. Hypo. Hypochondria. Oh, it's just a hypochondria. Yeah. Why did I think oh, about it? I have no, that. I, 
<laughs> I don't know why I just blanked on I thought it was something else. I thought a hypochondriac, I guess. A, Always okay. thinks they're sick. Yeah, I guess so. Chelsea was convinced that my wife was convinced that she had a uh, Billy Rubens disease. She just Googled and they're like, you have Billy. And I just, it's a what weird is that? name. I don't know. And, and she, so she was like, <laughs> you're addicted to Jewish delis. Yeah, exactly. I think you have that. the Billy Rubens disease. It'll oh, pass. It'll yeah. ne- you'll never cure it, but you'll learn to love it, sweetheart. <laughs> Listen, we've got the best pastrami deals on Tuesdays. Okay. Come yeah. by, honey. With like a side of pickles. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and she kept saying Billy Rubens disease. And I'm like, Chelsea, I don't know. And she's like, you're my husband. Let's go. We went to Cedar sinai yeah. Hospital, emergency room. We, you, we, it took four hours to check in. She's in the hospital bed. We missed our spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're a husband. Like, sometimes you just have to, like, your wife does something. You're like, I have to go along with it. Yeah, this. I got to you know? be there. Yeah. I have to be there. Yeah. And we're there. And so the, the, the doctor was like being cool and everything. And she's like crying. She's like, do I have Billy Rubin's disease? And he was like, he laughed and then Apologize like got composure real yeah. quick yeah it yeah. was like how do you even know what that is and she was like tell me my billy rubens count is fine he's like it's fine that's that's shocking that you even know what that is that's so far from what you have she's like what is i have what do i have he's like an over imaginary mind like yeah. you're- a common house cold <laughs> yeah he's like you're fine yeah and chelsea kept crying and being like so you sure it's not billy rubens and he was like <laughs> like the, the more she says the name the yeah. more he's trying to like not laugh yeah it's like it was like a shocking thing he's like no you don't have billy rubens disease i think of paul rubens is my one of my favorite comedians like it just Oh, it's also called Gilbert's syndrome. Very fitting, you know? Wow. Gilbert Godfrey syndrome. I think I have something again. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's pancreatic cancer, but all I know. Billy Rubin's Gilbert's disease. That's so funny. And she's she brought it up the other day. I why wasn't I in the new Aladdin movie? Yeah. People know that I'm the best Iago there is. I have that disease then. If that's what it is, yeah. why am I not in this? Yeah, yeah. The why I have I Gilbert's disease. Yeah, yeah. that's called FOMO. <laughs> yeah, that's called FOMO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but but it's still funny because I could like say something about Billy Rubens and she's for some reason still is like, you think I, I might tell you you don't. No, you don't. You don't have but Billy, that, Billy Rubens disease. Yeah. But that's her gentle correction. I need to do a gentle correction on you. Should her. you should you should do that and be like you should squeeze her like this and be like you have Billy Rubens. <laughs> Use it for bad. Use it for bad. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. squeeze her wrist. Gentle you have cor- Billy Rubens. No, gentle correction. Gentle corrections. There's another. There's another weird thing that if so, a girl was a was friends of my really good friend. She was a dominatrix, and she said if you want to manipulate any man, there's this move. Where you grab them underneath the jaw, you grab you grab their jaw like I don't know if you've ever been bass fishing where you pull up the fish and you kind of like oh, grab sure. its lip or whatever and it like paralyzes it. Yeah, and you have to do it with confidence and you say something and it works. And so uh, my friend was like, she he watched it happen at this New York nightclub. She was like, we're getting in. She told my friend watch and she went up to the bouncer and they the bouncer let them in. So it so. I had told there's, I was working at another, I, it's so embarrassing. That all my stories are restaurants, but, but I was working at another restaurant and a busboy was really mean to this server. And she was like, he won't do anything. I say he's disrespectful. And I told her, and she was kind of a funny person. And I told her about this. She goes, I'm willing to do that. Like I, I'm, I'll do that. So she, she, she was like, watch, I'm going to do it. I missed it happening. So I go back with, there's a bread room as a breakfast 
uh, where there was a toaster. We just put butter everything. Yeah. He's back there with, with this guilty smile on his face, holding his cheek like this, like this. And I walk in, I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? He was like, hi. And then I was like, something changed from then on. They were, she was like, it worked. He's cool with me now. What? Isn't that strange? That's so weird. Yeah. It's a gentle, I guess that was a not so gentle correction. A not so gentle correction. <laughs> a forceful correction. But it also sounds gentle correction sounds like like you're doing sex bad and you're like readjusting and you're just like gentle correction. Yeah. yeah. That's a character too. <laughs> gentle. Okay. Sorry. It's a professor having sex. Oh, gentle correction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's oh. like a doctor being anatomically correct while he's like that's a great it's like character. fingering a woman and yeah. she's like, oh, that doesn't feel oh. Sorry, gentle correction. Exactly. Yeah, he's professional. He's clinical. <laughs> yeah, he's very clinical gentle with every correction? sexual. Now we we are going to uh, what uh, you know in the Urban Dictionary is called sixty nine right now. Okay, Com- you comfortable with that? Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. okay now great. assume the position. Assume that. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. That's All right, a there's uh, there's going to be some entry in three, two, and oh, tell me one. if that's cold. Okay. No. No. No, you go, right. Okay. It's okay. almost over. To the right. Okay. Gentle correction. Yeah. Gentle correction. Okay. Gentle perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad this came up. I haven't talked about gentle correction. That's so it's, it's just been in my, my mind. Yeah. It's just been bouncing around in there. <laughs> Once that happens to you, you don't forget these kind of things. No. I'll Something ne- I scar will, you. I will Something never. scar you where you're just like, oh, this is, I'm going to remember this forever. Yeah. Well, can you, can you name me something from your childhood or lifetime where you're nothing bad, but where you're just like, I'll never forget that. Mm. Trying to think of something like that. My, uh, my buddy, my buddy. Was, I mean, my sister stabbed me in the eye with a wooden sword. So anytime I see cosplay wooden swords, I'm like, oh, you really that that's a thing still. Like uh, you, if you see a wooden sword, like, like I, I'm kind of like, I'm like very like weary of it. Like, like those Renaissance swords. I know exactly you know, what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she scratched my cornea with it. That's horrible. Yeah. 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 And my, and my dad, like he literally like <laughs> grabbed it. He like, my dad would react like yeah. so fast when that kind of stuff happened. He'd be like, ah. <laughs> he, like he broke it done. over, like broke a brand. It was brand new. And, and we're, we had gotten like a little dagger, a wooden sword and uh, another wooden sword. And we had an old one and the, the brand new one, he broke the brand new one. We're like, that's not the one she used on my <laughs> <Yeah>. eye. No. <laughs> All the magic is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've offset the, the universe. That's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad was like that too. Or my, like my dad was like down for drastic measures. It's like, all right, screw it. You guys are just too busy playing Nintendo to <laughs> like Nintendo in the trash. And it was like, yeah. Oh my, you just ripped out our soul. Oh, of course. Like you put the, I remember my dad threw a Nintendo. Away. Dude, got my dad hid some Nintendo 64 games when he grounded my brother and I. That's heartbreaking. And forgot where they were. <laughs> so whenever the grounding was over, like, where are they? He goes, honestly, I forgot where I put them. We're like, that was like life, you know, back then. That was so, everything. That was everything. Dude. What games? Yeah. Do you remember what games they were? Dude, it was Goldeneye. <laughs> he hit Goldeneye. Oh. And I was like, dude, you know how important that game that is. That was everything. <sighs> Goldeneye was everything. Were you odd job? No, no. I That's didn't like, cheating. Yeah, I didn't like Flanner's odd job. Like odd job. That's uh, now, we, uh, some people may not know how we know each other. We know each other just through the comedy store mainly. Mm-hmm. And what I like about you, and we talked about this a little bit on your podcast, you take a lot of risks on stage and we both do like different characters and stuff like that. And that's one of the reasons I want to have you on the show is I knew that you would like be a perfect fit for, for this, this format. Yeah. Um, now, and we've known each other through the comedy store for a while. Uh, but before you got into comedy, you had a pretty crazy past with some different 
like substances mm, yeah. and would get in different fights and, yeah, and yeah. different stuff like that. Like it was like a very, what from what you've told me and even some of the clips that you have posted, uh, like I, I, I watched a clip of you um, fighting Chuck Liddell when you were uh, uh, interning at Big Brother magazine yeah, yeah. from back in the day. So uh, I don't know if you want to share any story from that era of your life, but um, it's so funny. It's such a different person than what I know personally Isn't and what funny? I see before you. It's literally yeah. like two different people for me. I'm like, oh, that's like one of Steven's characters that he was playing. That's how, that's what I feel of it. And it was a, it was strange having such a, I wouldn't even call it a dark past, like just a really reckless, I don't care if I lived or died past. I was just really on the edge of death for a yeah. good decade. And now like, I love life. I want to be healthy, happy. Like I, I, enjoy doing stuff like this is like i i was so excited last night to do this podcast you know before i was like going down to tijuana getting in trouble doing all this stuff but like just like to do this podcast and i knew we were gonna do characters and yeah. like probably prank calls like i'm i'm so ex this is like the peak of my day i'm so excited to do this and it's been such a like a journey to get here and then i look back and it was like when i got sober it was really hard for me because like people kept telling me like, dude, that's not you anymore. But it was just, it, I wasn't that far removed from it mm -hmm. yet. So like I had this whole different like psychic change where I wanted to be on this planet, have fun with my friends and just live a nice life. And I, but I was just like, that was only like a year ago. And I'm like, uh, but I'm a bad person. I'm crazy. I'm, but it's like, no, it was just a, I'm far enough away now where I like, as you share that, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. I'm like, that was, that was one of my characters. And I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I can't believe some of the I mean, stuff I did. I look back on certain things uh, as a kid and I'm like, that feels like a different, it feels like a, a version of a character of myself that I was playing. Isn't it that doesn't wild? Even, it doesn't even feel like, like me. Like me, yeah. I, like, especially like what does that for me is songs, like, like bring back, I think they probably do that for everybody, but I'll listen to a song from the 90s and I was like, wow. Like I remember when, I, when this song was out, smoking weed, like listening to this song and I'm just, I'm absolutely different, you know? I remember like- like being a kid and like now I, I just, I don't put weight on certain things like anything as much. Like as a kid, I, uh, during Sunday school, I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but, uh, I was trying to be funny in Sunday school and the, the preacher's wife was teaching Sunday school yeah. and she had puppets and, uh, <laughs> and she was like talking to me like, cause you know, the puppets always talk, like they have volunteer kids go up and they're like, Oh, I'll talk to that this yeah. kid over here. And I punched the puppet to be, <laughs> to be funny. Yeah. And, uh, like it killed like uh, the whole Sunday school was like, ah, they're laughing laughing and yeah. stuff and the preacher's wife talked to my mom uh, after church about it uh, and I had to call her and apologize and I bawled oh, begging my mom please don't make me call this oh, woman I'm uncomfortable for you like, right I now. literally had to call her and be, I'm sorry I'm sorry that, that I, I punched the puppet in oh Sunday my God. and it was just like so cringy oh, like, and I don't even know why I got so worked up about my it my hands got sweaty It's I don't even know why but like that's what it feels like why would I get that upset set but in that time like that was like heavy stakes you have to call the preacher's wife what yeah that is heavy stakes yeah it's like i well i always think about that when i get stressed out and i've you know it, you know we won't go into detail about what we talk about but over the last six months i think i've called you twice with mm -hmm. some personal um just personal frustrations and stuff like that you've really really helped me and one thing that i like that's helping me is like okay 10 years ago something that was tripping me out so bad i could just laugh that i was even concerned about that i'm yeah. trying to be in that now and be like 
this is all whatever I'm stressed out about or some goal that I'm achieving or something I'm so freaked out about in 10 years, I'm going to be like, I tripped out on that. Yeah. When I first started comedy, I would have a bar show and I'd be really nervous to perform. And I'm like, I can't believe I was nervous to perform at a bar in Pasadena. I made a conscious choice, uh, about four, five years ago. Yeah. Um, when, because when I was dating my wife, uh, when we were just dating, her mom would start, her parents would start coming to the shows. I'm like, do I need to like filter my material? And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do I need to not like talk about their daughter? Like, even though I have bits about it and stuff like that, like change my material. This is what I've been working on lately. This is what I'm excited about. And I made a decision like four or five years ago that I wasn't going to change my set at all. I love, and I recently did a set that, uh, my wife is like, you did not hold back at all. And you were, (laughs) you were talking about me. I was like, I was like, they're coming to see what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. So like, I just made 100%. that like a point. And honestly, I felt way better about it because then I stopped stressing about things like that. Because as soon as you're not altering your material for anybody and you're just yeah. doing what you want to do, that's the ultimate freedom on stage. I, a lot of my family. So I, I grew up Catholic. A lot of my family are, I would call them born again, Christian, you know, mm-hmm. born and raised here. My mom had like nine kids in her family. So they're in, Southern California, I have a ton of cousins and a lot of the, the super Christian cousins, um, which I, I listen, I love Joel Osteen. I, I, I'm kind of finding my own right now too. And I, I pray to Jesus and I pray, I do my Buddhist chanting and I just want help. I want help from the light. But so I guess I'm sharing that just to say, I'm not against this, but a lot of times they'll say, Stephen, when you put together a Christian comedy set, we'll come and see you. And I think that that's to me is so, so egotistical and disrespectful. Number one, what is a Christian set? Mm-hmm. I, I know about Christ. I don't think he really cares about the stuff I'm doing. And to specifically, it would be like if someone was Buddhist and they're like, if you put together a Buddhist set, then I'll come and see you. It's like, really? No, that's do not, a, that's do, not do how. Do you have a tight Buddhist five? On yeah. What do you have? <laughs> that's great. A tight boot. <laughs> I feel if we hung out all the time, we wouldn't get anything. It would just be idea after just like bits, bits, yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah. It would just take over. But like a tight Buddhist five, I would love to see you in a row. Oh, dude, just a tight like, Buddhist five. Uh, doing a tight Buddhist five. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> but yeah, they, they would say that. And I and I, may, I remember there was a part of me that was like, well, maybe I could kind of tinker some stuff together mm-hmm. for them. And I was like, no, that, yeah. no, I, no. That defeats mm, the purpose no. of what I'm doing as an artist. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. You know, Chelsea, a lot of Chelsea's, uh, bits are like about other guys and really crude. And I just was like, I'm not gonna, you know, cause we'd be all in the bucket seats and guys are like, when we first started dating, like, you care about that, dude? Yeah. yeah. And the first week or two, I was kind of like, uh, but now I'm like, dude, I'm not going to stop her from doing different art to make me feel happy. That's not how it goes. Right. Yeah. That's not how it goes. But one, one, uh, so a part of my crazy past, like specifically before the drugs, I don't think I've talked about this on a podcast, but I went to St. Francis high school and we were, uh, we were very wild. It was in La Cunada, California. And that our group of, of kids were just really, really crazy. And, you know, we had this chemistry teacher, this poor guy. And this is the only one I've really felt bad for because I saw him later in life. And he was like a nice guy. Oh, dude, I, I went and I cried at Trader Joe's when I when I saw this teacher. This teacher had a, this teacher had a bowl cut. First day, it's chemistry class at St. Francis. And he goes... My, my, my name is that, and it was the stutter that was like, 
you couldn't hear what he was saying. And we all were just like vultures to that, you know, like, okay, this, this is on. You oh, know? good to know. Yeah. Good. He has a weakness. That's he, how kids think. That's exactly good yeah. to know. He has a weakness. Little did we know that this guy was like, like, I didn't know at the time, but he was a successful scientist, wanted to come back and give back. You know, you, when you're 14, you don't think of all, you don't think things. about the backstory and that they might even be doing it for a different reason than a paycheck <laughs> to be nice enjoy and to, it or to be nice. Sharing to science. Get back. Yeah, yeah. Sharing something that he thought was cool. So we would, we took like, this was when they had VCRs and I always had a, a remote, my, my parents were weird. We were talking about this with on, on my podcast with you. My parents are very strict about certain things, but then they would, certain things were just hog yeah. wild. And, uh, I, I remember there was a late night infomercial for a remote control watch that like one of those calculator watches it was a, it was a calculator it looked like a calculator uh-huh. watch you bought it at costco but it it um it changed any single vcr dvd player or television and it came with a little code book so you would go oh casio or, okay. or yeah and you would flip the book to that dial in that um that code and then you could hijack that tv <laughs> and my parents were just like you know that's fine and so i had this on me at all times so we'd be eating at a pizza parlor dude i'm changing channels and people would be just freaking out and i would just put the volume all the way up down well we we had loaded first week of high school like modern day buzz Lightyear. you're like i think i got this <laughs> yeah no if dude it felt so cool yeah of course <laughs> you're like power. a freaking you're a little spy yeah i just felt you're amazing. mini james bond you're like I always had stuff like that. Like I always had like weird, weird gadgets Go and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> and so we we loaded up a porn video, uh, and oh then and then I turned it on and put it on. He's just couldn't couldn't compute that this was happening. I was trying to fix that, and so that was like week one. That <laughs> was week one. That's where you guys started. That's where we started. And yeah. then like, and, and then, uh, my friend broke into, there was cabinets in the chemistry room with all the chemicals and stuff. So mm-hmm. my friend, really bad kid, he, he's actually like normal now, but he popped the lock and he's like, look, and I knew it at, 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 even as a reckless kid, like this isn't a good idea where we were just, he was like, look at this blue shit, look at his pink stuff. And he was just putting it together. And, and then this one would foam. And we were just, we were just oh. playing Russian roulette, just putting chemicals together. Right? That's terrifying. Yeah, it, it was. We could have lit that place. Literally done everything. So we, so we like started doing that. And then like they had this old live skeleton that was sitting there and, and I'm actually, I've, I've made it right with the school. Uh, but there is a, a, skeletal, a skeleton that had to be from the 1800s and old. It was a real skeleton was on, a, on a hanger that had been, it was an old high school. So it had been there for years. And I just, we were on the third story and I just walked him over and just threw him onto the football field. And it just went boom. And everybody started, we had a very like wild class. Half the guys are dead or in jail or sober. And we were, everybody started cheering. So then my friend took, found hydrochloric acid and was like this, like that was what we were that we were like we all know what this does and so he took a little strainer of it and put it on a kid's shirt in front of us and i don't know like bonanza is kind of an old show but like when the map was just burning like this yeah the kid's shirt just burned off of his off of his entire back it was just what about his skin we had to do that little bath with the with the shower you know like oh the little, my god because he was like ah so then, okay. So then that, so then that happened. I want to shout out the guy's name who did it. So then, so then my friend, um, my friend, Nick Papik, who passed away on a Jamie Foxx 
movie shoot, he ended up becoming an arm specialist um, for movie sets. But he was a really funny, like, I think Croatian kid. He looked Indian. He's like Indian, Croatian, like Indian looking like Croatian kid. And he had, and he had like puffy hair. And he goes, watch this. And he took the acid and threw it into a light socket. A four foot blue flame came out and hit him in the chest, right? And his hair, his hair went up in an afro and he just mumbled the rest of the day. Nick Papik, rest in peace. He was just like, blah, blah, blah. Oh my. So then, so then I, by the way, you had the nerdiest bullies at your school. Yeah. They're like, like, we're going to take these science chemicals out to the football field, throw these old bones out and we're all going to celebrate. Yeah. (laughs) These old bones. Yes. So, so then, um, so then, uh, I ended up getting kicked out of that school that, that year. And I don't know, this was in probably like three or four years later, I'm at Trader Joe's in Pasadena and here comes that stuttering teacher with triplets. Every triplet had a perfect bowl cut, the cutest little kids. Right. And I, and I just went, I saw him for a person and you know, I'm working at Trader Joe's and he's shopping. He's got three little boys with bowl cuts in, in this shopping thing. And he's just, you know, oh, I could cry thinking about it. This is of all the things I've done. I don't know why this hit me. And I go, Hey, doctor, you know, blank, what's up? I was in the class and he goes, he kind of remembers like, Oh, oh, St. Francis. And I go, are you still teaching there? Because I didn't even finish the school year with him. So I I didn't know. I went, I later went to Pasadena high school that year. Do you know what he said? Huh? You guys told me I wasn't cut out for that. (laughs) And then he goes, have a happy holiday. And then just went shopping and dude, that's so heartbreaking, dude. I, I, I started crying. I started tearing up and I was like, it was one of those moments. I wasn't done being bad yet. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my God. It was like a wonder years, like TV moment. Where I was like, you, you don't realize how much words can affect people sometimes and certain behavior. You guys taught me. I c- couldn't do that. Was cheerful about it. Humble. Still about a nice it. guy. Oh my God. And I wanted to be like, we didn't, it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to hurt you. Yeah, it was just, it was a dumb joke. I'm so sorry. I, I, I think about it. <sighs> I think about it like not a lot. That's rough. And, and, and my friends at the time, this was, you know, years ago that this happened with him, this, this seeing him again. And I, you know, the three worst friends I had who didn't care about anything. I, I called them and told them and they were like, Dude, <laughs> like that, that's, I don't care on yeah, any e- level. Yeah, that's e- not cool. Yeah. Dude. Even that, even the people who are cheering about the bones and like <laughs> yeah. the, the acid, like raining on kids shirts and stuff are like, dude, I think, I think we took it too far. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we were wrong. Oh, yeah. It's I like a philosophical we guy. Yeah. And like, dude, I, I think we were too much of a douchebag to that guy. <laughs> I'm not a scientist or anything, like, yeah, but like, like, I don't, I don't know the equation behind this, but. I think I'm a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That's really funny. So that's that's a good one. Like I haven't I haven't really talked about, but wow. yeah. But that high school, it was just it was stuff like that all day. That's all amazing. day long. Wow. Uh, I want to get to this next segment. It's called fanning out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. All right. I uh, I reached out to some people on the interwebs and said uh, if you could give uh, Stephen Randolph and I any character suggestions or uh, ask him any questions, what would it be? Um, and there's a couple on here that I want to to get to. One of them, uh, some of them are very weird, but I like this one from our buddy Rick Kosick. He wrote in. Love Rick. He said, what was it like being Tommy Lee's drum roadie for a day? Oh, very. So 
If you folks don't know who Rick Kosick is, Rick Kosick is the cameraman and DP of Jackass, uh-huh. good friends of, of both of ours. And when I interned at Big Brother magazine that later became Jackass, I was like, it's so funny because I was a super fan of Rick. And I yeah. think we talked about that on my podcast. I don't remember. But when you become friends with people you're fans at, like there's still a level of respect for Rick Kosick. And like, I'm I'm a Rick Kosick fan. I watched him in all these skate videos with Steve-O in Knoxville. And when I actually ended up interning, I was like, wow. And Rick was like, don't be weird. Let's just go get a burrito. Like he was like, yes. really like, come yeah, on. Yeah. I don't, it's he, all good, dude. Rick's such a funny guy. He's, he's playing very, it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's very funny. And he's, he's a close, close friend now. But I there is that level of like, Dude, you're a Cossack, like, you know? And so um, when I worked at Big Brother Magazine, they made me, during the Chuck Liddell, that same time period, they made me do all kinds of crazy stuff. And so they would come in and be like, dude, you're doing this or you're not a part of this magazine anymore. Mm-hmm. You're fighting Chuck Liddell. And, I, and that was before he was famous. And I said, who's Chuck Liddell? And they go, well, he's on an Ultimate Fighter video game that they're trying to promote. And he, Chuck Liddell came in, put the video of VHS on of him and some illegal Brazil fights just smashing a guy's face. And he had that mo, And I was like... Okay. And then he's like, all right, we're going to, you know, I, I ended up fighting him in that same uh, backyard that Knoxville did all of his first stunts at. And so I'm like, Dude, I didn't know he was ended up being the sweetest, nicest guy hurt me, but could have changed my life hurt me. And yeah. He, he could have leveled you. And I didn't know if he was cool or not. I didn't know if he was just some, you know, well, that's the thing. Our, our, whenever you're dealing with people who aren't normally in that world of bits, mm-hmm. it's like, do they know that we're going to ham this up for camera or, and we really don't want to fight. Right. Or are they going to really give it to me and truly like injure me? I, I saw the last kill Tony, you know, in uh, Bisbing. Is that how to say it? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He was on there and he was having a good time and fun. And I was just like, I hope he understands that every, this is all in, you know, yeah, the same thing that this is all in fun. Yeah, no yeah, one yeah. wants, pro- really wants problems. Oh, with you, for you sure. Know? Yeah. I get that feeling. Yeah. There too. was some verbal stuff that was going on back and forth that I was like, I hope that he is <laughs> no, cool don't. with this. I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm getting. I'm like, I hope he knows this is a game. Cause then he could just be like, you know what? Let's, let's handle yeah. this like men, mates. You like, know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to pop him in the mouth. Real yeah. Quick. I don't like yeah. what you said. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. No, not one exactly, bit. No. That's how it would go down. Yeah. I don't like that. You know, I don't like what you just said. <laughs> yeah. That's, but I, and then there's a part of me that likes playing in that area where uh, it's kind of like fun. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, dude, that's why you and I, if we ever did like a prank camera show or whatever, it would be it next would, level because you and I are, we have a switch that turns off the safety switch turns off. Yeah. If we're going for the bit. I think what it is, Jeremiah is I'm, I'm more afraid of it not being great and funny. That's than yeah. be, than being hurt. That's exactly embarrassment of it. Not it's being more great. like the last thing that we are saying is like, did we get that? That's all Steve yeah, was yeah. like that. Did we, did we get that? Tell me we got that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the, that's either in you or it's not. You can't, ha- it, it, that's either in you or it's not. I think so. And I don't know where that comes from, but yeah. So like, no, if you, know, I'm insecure about a lot of things, but if you and I did a, if you and I did a, uh, a hidden camera show, that oh, it'd be so fun. It would be, um, it would be incredible. So, so one of the things getting back to Rick Kosick's question, one of the things Tommy Lee had a band methods of mayhem or something of mayhem. And they were playing at the, the whiskey, which was right across from where the comedy store or no, the house of blues, which was right across from the comedy store. And they said, you're going to be Tommy Lee's roadie for the day. 
make this interesting. So they went in and I had to be one of his roadies. Right. And so they had hidden cameras in, in the house of blues that no one else knew about. And this was before, like they were asking for permission. So then when it came to Jackass, I think it, it actually, and, and it doesn't sound like it, but it came, became more professional, but before Jackass, when they were just filming just total guerrilla warfare, dude, it's just wild. Yeah. It, it was, it was wild. Jeff Tremaine, what he's done and, and, and all the, and Sivo and Knox and all those guys and Rick Kozik, um, Chris Pontius, like they, what they did even before Jackass was like that, that shaped my whole thing, but they were like, dude, this better be funny. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do and be, be funny to be a roadie? So they have this whole thing set up. They have hidden cameras. And then Rick was going to come in and sneak in with another camera. So I just, I'm a good worker. It's very strange. I, I don't mind hard work. So I just forgot I was doing a bit and just became a good roadie and was setting up his, <laughs> his drums. And like, the, I acclimate, I just want to be accepted. So I'm like, right, they're like, we're taking a cigarette break. I'm like, yeah, roadie life. And I, I wasn't doing anything funny. I just was a roadie, you know, and I was just building Tommy Lee's drum sets and like the thing. And I had forgotten like, Oh, this is all being filmed. And I was just carrying stuff. So Rick was like, buddy, like you like, like do something. You gotta amp it up. You dude. gotta amp it up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm scared, dude. It was Tommy Lee's whole, like, I was like, I'm scared. And so we walked down to the liquor store which was on like Crescent and Sunset. And Rick was like, uh, and I was 20. I wasn't even 20 when Rick was like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to buy you some vodka. So he bought two half pints of vodka and I just chugged one. Rick's like, you know, cause I was just wanted to be cool so bad. And I'm just like, I just chugged it. And he was like, all right. I'm like, I need, I need the other one. I need the other one. Rick's like, I think you're fine. And I'm like, I'm not even really drinking that much. I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just terrified. I need to do something. And I just hit me like, oh, they have all these cameras and they're going to be watching this to make sure. So then I can't came back in and I came back in from this, this lunch break with a whole new attitude. And the guy's like, all right, do this. I'm like, yeah, what if I, what if I, I was like, what if I don't want to do this? And Rick's just like, you know, like, like go, he's like, just go Steve, go. And so then I, I know be, before I got back, I went to, I think it was called the sky bar or like one of those cool hotels with a pool. And I pulled down my pants and I was just laying there and Rick's like, no, 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 dude, it's not right. like, cause not I, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not that kind of stuff. He's like, <laughs> having to rein it in, like yeah, Rick, re, re channel it. Uh, it, gentle if, correction. If it wasn't for Rick, I was like, I was like, gentle. Exactly. Exactly. So I, Rick could probably tell that we should probably call Rick. Rick could probably tell this, like cap up what I said and see if it matches up. Cause I was hammered. But from what I remember, so then I, I get back and the one rule was do not touch Tommy Lee's drum set. And so I was like, Oh, that's, that's the bit. Then that's, like, the that's, thing. that's the thing. And so I was just waiting to save that moment. And then I started becoming more and more just condescending. And there's, there was like a guy and I later saw a special on the house of blues. And I guess he'd been there for years. He had a cigar and he was just, Hey, you do this and you do that. And that was just his kind of like character. And, and so I started disrespecting him and being like, I'm not doing that. And he was like, what the hell? So then I, I, I kept on becoming more and more just, just aggressive. And then, uh, but that wasn't like that funny. So then I, I walked up and I knew what I had to do. And I got up there and went and started playing. And they had to, they had to pull me off of his drum set. So now this roadie that was working with them as a good worker for four hours, went up and did that. And the guy pulled me off and I was like, what are you going to do? You can't do shit. And I fell down a flight of fucking stairs. <laughs> and, and it's all on film. Rick has this. And I, and I, and I, it's, it's not out. I've never put it out. And I, Rick has so much footage of me from from right when Jackass hit, he would film me that never made it to Jackass. That's yeah. 
I, I don't know. I hope Rick has it. I fell off and smacked my head so, so hard. I got up and I'm like, what's up now? And everyone was just shocked. Like, who is this <laughs> yeah. guy? It was the, like demonic. It was weird. So then they kick me out and a bunch of uh, bikers came in and I go, Rick, I'm kicking down their bikes now. And Rick's like, dude, don't no, do that. No, no, no. So then I tried to come back in and, and, and then I tried to come back in and fight this guy. He puts me against the wall and then I leave and Rick's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to do what I have to do. I went and crashed on the freeway, crashed on the freeway, drove away, drove away in your car in my, in my truck. Yeah. It was like a, a, my dad's truck that he gave me, but crashed it. It, I don't know if it was a serious, serious accident or not. Went home and slept, woke up and was like, what just happened? And Rick, Rick was like, dude, I got it all on tape. I don't even know if you want to see it. It was so gnarly. I, I had to wash Tommy Lee's clothes. And I, they had a, they had a bag of his clothes and like, you have to take this to the, I just went, I, I forgot where I threw him, but I went and like off the freeway or something threw all of his clothes. <laughs> I was just trying to be cool, dude. I was a fan of Tommy Lee, dude. I was 20. I just wanted to be cool. You know, it's like when you met at the comedy store, when you see people going up to Rogan or going up to people and like, you're like, dude, you're missing. I know what you're trying to do right now, but they're like, Tony Hinchcliffe, I love you. Look, look at this. And they're just like, whoa, bro, bro. Like I was, th- I was that. I have compassion for crazy fans because I was like, I just wanted to be cool and I want to be a part of something. Dude, I, I wrecked his drums. I threw all of his clothes and out. You crashed your your truck. I crashed my truck, dude. I crashed my truck and drove off. I don't remember. I it was so blurry, and I just remember Rick the next day being like, "Whoa, dude!" Enough for him to mention it twenty years later. What was your what was what happened with your truck? Where where was it? It got smashed. I hit another car. And I, you just took off. And I took off. What happened like legally after that? So, so what happened was, I don't know if this is going to make me likable. Uh, so uh, I was kind of avoiding this part, but it's been, it's the most honest, genuine, real response. I it's the truth. Ever heard. Yeah. I just didn't want to I tell don't know it. if I'm uh, going to be likable. What, what happened was, so a month later, um, this law firm was like, you owe $10,000 to this other car that you hit. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, they kept calling me. And then I just told the guys like, look, bro, I live at my parents' house. I've got some problems. I don't have any money. Like I, you're never going to get a dollar out of me. I don't have it, dude. And then they, they just never, that's so funny that this, I, that this came up. I thought about this within the last like three or four weeks. Cause I'm, I'm like sober now. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, I have a, I'm getting a little bit of money, you know? So I'm like, Oh, like I, I, I pay different people. I'm like, Oh, I, I, I wreck that. And I'm, doing financial amends. And so I thought about that and I thought, how would I ever be able to find that? I don't know that I owe them 10,000, but I, I did hit another car. I don't think anybody was seriously hurt, but I I thought about it. It was an Indian family. I remember that. (laughs) And, and, and I, and I remember that and, and, and I just, you know, that's the truth. And I, and I drove away and I drove away and I, you know, I feel bad. I, yeah, I, 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 okay, let's, let's have it be this. If there's, if this is getting out to anybody that knows what happened, I, I will make it right. And you could prove that it was me. That's as good as gold. Yeah, I would. This is an opportunity. This is a tool to make it right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have a, uh, I have a big Indian family fan base. <laughs> so I think it's going to go out to the people that you hit. I remember being like, damn, I shouldn't drive away. And then my, like, it was just like, yeah, just like, get out. We can't get, we can't, we're not done yet. You know, <laughs> Jeez.
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, I've never done only one question during fanning out before, but uh, that was perfect. Nothing's going to top that. I, I think that's great. That, that uh, was awesome. We're going to close uh, with a segment that I like to call Sax Talk. Yummy. Oh, so basically what's going to go down is you are going to share a story of a sexual encounter. It can be as innocent or graphic as you'd like. And I'm going to follow you along with some sweet, sweet saxophone. One just pop. You know how they pop. They just, you and I, some, I like working with you, man. Dude, it just, we got that chemistry dog. Yeah. We got that chemistry. Dog. <laughs> when uh, I like doing that with you, when you ever you're ready, I will follow you. Now, do I sing or do I just talk or you'll just talk like a monologue and I'll just accent oh, it and follow you along with great. sex. Yeah. In the late nineties, when the internet first came out, I, uh, I got on to chat rooms. My family bought a digital camera and my first thought was I can get laid from this. This is easy. Going to Pasadena chat rooms, 19 male Pasadena, you know, what's up straight, whatever. So this lady, um, this was before everybody had a digital camera. So a lot of times you had to just take a map quest, go to the person's house. And you didn't know who was on the other end of that, of that screen, AOL screen name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. And so I, uh, this one lady with a screen name said, Hey, I, I, I want to have sex with you. I live in Whittier, California. Got in that same green Chevy truck that we talked about in the bit before. Printed out a uh, MapQuest printout from my mom's computer. All that I knew is that she was in the back house. I walk into the back house and the lady was very, very big. I had bleach tipped frosted hair, which was very popular in the 90s. And she she goes, you're going to be my little Justin Timberlake and and grabbed me and pulled me into the bedroom. She pulls off my clothes and starts riding me. And I look over and I see a picture of a gangster on the wall. She is taking shots of tequila while we're having sex. So am I. Uh, I finally got the courage to ask who the scary man in the picture was. And she said, that's my son. He's sleeping next in the room next door. And she said, if he wakes up, he's going to try to kill you. But that's what makes it more fun. (laughs) At this point, I want to go. This is before cell phones. No one knows where I'm at. And she's bigger than me and stronger than me and not letting me go until I finish the job. So I was trying to be quiet and I was terrified and I'm having sex with her and she's screaming and screaming and I'm putting my hand in front of her mouth because her gangster son is sleeping in the the room next door. And I finally, uh, I finally orgasm. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I go, I got to go. And she's like, we're not done yet. <laughs> and she kept going and going. And I was just, I was just praying to God, please don't let this gangster wake up. Cause he's going to kill me. And then I was able to slip out and duck one of her like grabs. Like I, and I got my clothes on and I kind of like said, let's go have a cigarette. And then I went outside, had a cigarette, ran into my trunk and got and went home. Um, and that's my story. Backstreet Boys, even though she said Justin Timberlake, but I didn't know that you get it. Yeah, you, that era. yeah, you get it. Ninety-eight, that was fun, right, dog? That that hooked me in longer because I I felt embarrassed about the story afterwards because I relived it and then I wanted to jump out. Yeah, and then you lo- you like pinned and me. I, cl- I cleansed the palate with the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you kept me there longer than I wanted to. Yeah, be, yeah. Because I was still in that memory. Yeah, and then yeah, you cl- you gave me a little dessert. There you go. Go home. That's that's what Jeremiah Wonders is. It's just a big dessert <laughs> during a weekday. It's a gentle correction it's for a all gent- of us. It's a gentle correction. Steven Randolph, I love you, brother. Love you too. Uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, definitely check out his podcast, So Deep. I just did an episode of that great. recently that you can check out. It was great. We talked about your our families being proud of what we're doing finally. And that dude, I told Chelsea the story. She was laughing. I was like, right after we wrapped up that, you know, you're doing really, really well. You're, I'm a fan of yours. You're doing uniquely awesome work and your grandma's most happy that you were in a Volt commercial. Yeah. (laughs) That's showbiz. If you want to know what it is, that's what it is. That's what it is. If you could get in more of those commercials. Yep. I think this is, could be a thing, but yeah, it's so deep podcast with Steven Randolph. Uh, we have Josh Potter on next week. Jeremiah was our last guest. Um, just that and, and follow my Instagram. I put all kinds of wacky stories. Uh, it's at Steven Randolph, S T E V E N R A N D O L P H two on Instagram, Twitter would love the follows and I'll be at the comedy store, uh, tonight in the main room for shimmy shimmy. Yeah. And I will be, uh, with Eric Griffin in La Jolla at the comedy store in, uh, I think this weekend and then end of the month, I'll be at Cobb. If we have any San San Francisco friends or family, come and say hi. I'll be with Josh Wolf and Kyle Anderson. Ooh. Yummy. Ooh, lots of good stuff there. Love Josh. Uh, If you haven't seen Steven live, definitely go and do so. Uh, He does great stand-up, great storytelling, and uh, he does some original characters in his act sometimes that uh, is just so fun to watch and be a part of. So you got to go see him live. Yeah, you're you're doing Kill Tony characters at the same time that I'm in the next room. And so a lot of times I miss what you're doing and you miss 
what I'm doing. I, I, like the last thing I did was I didn't tell you with the ashes and with Chad Damiani, we had a fake memorial for a dead kid and we had his ashes and I was a priest and he was a mourning father, but I, you were, you were doing kill oh, Tony. I'd I was like, I, 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 and we came in and watched you after our bit and Chad was like, I know Jeremiah. And we yeah. watched you. I was like, I wish you could have like watched ours, but we're, we're both doing wacky, wacky stuff. And I'm yeah, really man. excited to be finally doing what I really want to do in comedy and watching you has really inspired me. And it's just, we're going to keep on going. We're not stopping. Heck yeah, bro. Love you, dude. Love you too. Gentle Gentle correction. correction.